Insights, interviews, and best practices by clinicians for clinicians. Welcome to GE Healthcare's Clinical View Podcasts. Top Med Talk. Well, hello and welcome to Top Med Talk. We're at Euroanesthesia 2023 in Glasgow, Scotland for the annual meeting of the European Society of Anesthesiology and Intensive Care. I'm Desiree Chapel, your host of Top Med Talk, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, my co-host, Monty Marlin. Hello, Monty. Great to be here, Desiree. It Always is. good to be here. It is. End of day one. Busy day for us on Top Med Talk per the busy, usual. Very busy day for you. <laughs> Quite a busy day for yeah. me. But you've had some new helpers today, which have been great. We have. You? Yeah, well, a new voice, Andy Cumsty, has joined us from Southampton. He came up uh, for the weekend and he's done brilliant. He's already it. a bit good, I'd say. I'm he's really a bit good. nervous. You should. Yeah. You should. He, I, he's, I said, you did have some big shoes to fill, but I think he has big feet. And he's doing okay. <laughs> 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 but anyway, Andy has been a great addition. And uh, we've, we've had a, a great day he was able to go to opening session when we didn't and so he gave us all the the skinny which sounds like it was great we got to hear bagpipes because when you're in scotland you would expect it to hear bagpipes that was a real treat it was excellent the parade came right in here to right next to us yeah and the Mm. kilts and all the it was wonderful it was good stuff piping away and it's been sunny and we actually did a walkabout a little earlier and, yeah, and saw the minutes sun outside. in Glasgow. <laughs> it was great. The lovely gentleman out there looking after the car park he told did. us it was 23.5 degrees Celsius. Yes, in June in Scotland, so who, who yeah. knew? Um, but anyway, we are here uh, on the GE Healthcare booth. We just wanted to give a big shout out to them and thank you know thank them so much for the support that they give Top Med Talk. All of our sponsors do, uh, but it keeps us going. It keeps us um able to provide free open medical education to the world really right monty absolutely so we're just coming up on two million downloads since we started in just about a hundred countries around the world the list is always lovely to look at to see how far (laughs) down it goes we'll hear about a longer list of countries shortly we will yeah but um it's a you know it's great to have the great thing about podcasts and the internet is is a tremendous reach and because of the sponsorship we keep it entirely free open access there's just over 1,700 podcasts up there now, yeah. covering almost everything in the perioperative space. But there's always more to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Monty, we love coming to meetings uh, like Euroanesthesia, like ASA, all the different places we've been. Our own and meetings, we get to see our friends that we've had, you know, over the years and made over the years here on Top of Talk. But it's always great to meet new folks as well yes. and bring them into the Top of Talk family. So, so a, l- a little bit of context, as we said, this is the European Society. Yep. It was the ESA. It became the ESAIC. Yep. So it's a European Society. We worked recently and in, in the past with the American Society of Anesthesiologists, and there's a, a British equivalent. And as you start going around the world, there are lots of societies of anesthesia. Yeah. So I think we're now going to hear about this wonderful thing that's been around for a good period of time now called the World Federation of, of Societies of Anesthesiologists. So a bit of mouthful, but so excited to welcome um, a past president and a current president of the WFSA, the World Federation of Society of Anesthesiologists, here on Top Med Talk today. Adrian Gelb is joining us. Hello, Adrian. How are you? Hello, Tizre. I'm doing well. I've had a wonderful day here at Euro Anesthesia 2023. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Adrian, for those who may not know you, Tell us a little bit more about where you're from and uh, currently what you're doing. 
Uh, originally from South Africa, spent the majority of my uh, adult life in Canada and currently an anesthesiologist in San Francisco. So a little travel <laughs> o- over my Round career. Roundabout. <laughs> Roundabout. But it, it gives one the opportunity to meet many interesting people yeah. and to see healthcare practice in a variety of different uh, domains, yeah. which is part of what made me really interested in participating in WFSA. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit more about uh, WFSA. So uh, WFSA, as the name states, is a World Federation of National Societies. Uh, We currently have 135 national societies encompassing about 140 countries. So some small countries uh, come together to form a single society. That's why there are more countries then there are national <laughs> societies. But, but we are the overarching uh, group bringing together anesthesiologists from around the world. We estimate uh, somewhere in the order of about 500,000, half a million anesthesiologists uh, are actually members of WFSA. Because if one's national society is a member, one is automatically a member as well. Oh, gotcha. And and that sometimes comes up as sort of a quirky question. Somebody says, how do I join the WFSA? And I say to them, well, (laughs) your national society is a member, so you're (laughs) already a member. So roll up your sleeves and get to work helping us make anesthesia safer, more accessible uh, around the world. Yeah, that's great. Tell us some of the benefits and and some of the things that the WFSA offers to their members from across the world. So the the, uh, two two of the areas of uh, focus are education, Mm -hmm. and education is predominantly offered in lower resource uh, areas through uh, short courses, uh, online webinar activities, uh, YouTube channel, and also from our very popular Anesthesia Tutorial of the Week, which actually, uh, in truth, comes out about every 10 days or 12 days. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> yeah. But it, it gets uh, up to 20,000 downloads, wow. so it's uh, really popular. It's entirely free. And it's good quality. It's essentially a short book chapter. And it's not just aimed at those who are not particularly knowledgeable. I tell our trainees it's a great way to keep track of what's happening in anesthesia, to keep educated. Uh, It's good reading between cases or over lunch. And if one's interested, it comes with a quiz We don't provide CME because of the complexity of global CME, but we do provide a certificate of completion. Yeah. So that's some of the stuff we do on the education side. And then advocacy is another big part of what we do. So we are in uh, WHO and World Health Organization jargon, a non-state actor Uh in official relations. So at the WHO level, we are the official voice of anesthesia. If uh, WHO uh, has questions, any of the uh, portfolios, groups want information about anesthesia, they come to us. And uh, probably more frequently, we go to them Uh and tell them, here are important aspects of anesthetic care that you need to include in WHO resolutions and work. 
Fantastic. And and so, uh, Adrian, you have been uh, an immediate past president, correct? Correct. Of the society? And what is the term usually for that? So, the term of the president is two years. Uh-huh. The term of the past president is also two years. Uh-huh. So, uh, I, I've been accompanying Wayne uh-huh. uh, and as we're good friends we sort of work more or less as co-presidents uh-huh. but uh, through his two years of presidency I've been the immediate past president and then at the wonderful forthcoming World Congress of Anesthesiologists in Singapore in March 2024 both Wayne and I will step off the board yeah well that's great well introducing our next guest we have uh, Wayne Morris Wayne thank you so much for joining us you're welcome this yeah. right. congratulations on your well, I should say is it congratulations <laughs> kind of moving on to the net the next step immediate past president um, tell us Wayne where are you from and uh, give us a little bit more about your background so I'm a New Zealander uh-huh. I was born in New Zealand and I currently work as a specialist in anesthetist or anesthesiologist in Christchurch, which is in the South Island. I trained in in New Zealand and also Australia, but then spent a couple of years working in in Fiji. So I have a a pretty good knowledge of the Pacific and I've worked and taught in the Pacific and and Asia. Yeah. And how did you get involved in WFSA? Well, it sort of sticks its claws into you and it's, uh, it's sometimes difficult to get away but yeah. uh, I guess I became more and more involved with teaching and mm. uh, clinical work in, around the Pacific region. I then started uh, uh, getting involved in other educational projects further afield and in 2008 I became a member of the Education Committee oh. which is one of the most active committees of WFSA. That led on to my being becoming chair of the committee and then I was on the board I became the director of programs then uh, was elected as um, president-elect during that time that Adrian was president oh lovely and so both of you have been so you've been around for a little while and and through COVID and now on the other side of COVID tell us about some of the things that uh, the WFSA has been active in the last couple years um, during your presidency well, it's, it's a relief that we're able to I get know. some of our activities going <laughs> after the pandemic. Yeah. But I guess just front of mind at the moment is that last week, both Adrian and I and, and some other colleagues were in Geneva. Oh. We're at the World Health Assembly, which is the main decision-making meeting of the World Health Organization. And it's just so important that anesthesiology has a voice at that, that particular meeting, because that's the meeting where all the governments of the world, all the ministries of health of the world, basically set health policy for the globe and if you're not at the table you're on the menu <laughs> and uh, heard that one yes <laughs> and so it's so important that we tell people at in Geneva the key decision makers about what our role is why we're important to the whole to our healthcare delivery in general yeah and I think one thing that we forget in anesthesia is that or anesthesiology is that Often people do not understand that we have roles both inside and outside the operating yes, theatre. And uh, so obviously you have roles as critical care medicine specialists. Mm-hmm. We also have special expertise in uh, pain management, mm-hmm. also emergency care and resuscitation. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we did during this Congress was to support a resolution, speak in support of a resolution, which was on integration of 
emergency, critical and operative care. Mm. And I think that's good for our specialty because it raises in the minds of some of these decision makers of the important role that anesthesiologists play in that integrated care. Wayne, do do you think that message was easier to get through after the COVID-19 experience where team anaesthesia seemed to be the answer to almost everything? (laughs) I'm I'm overstating that, but you know what I mean. (laughs) When they said who can step up and do everything. Yeah, it's a good question, Monty, because I think we we need to keep on reinforcing that message that anaesthesiologists played an incredibly important role during the pandemic because we are a specialty that doesn't have a high profile and... But I think probably at this time, more than ever before, there is at least some understanding of the multiple roles that we play in healthcare. So in the interest of time, we want to take this opportunity to sit down, not only to make people more aware of the WFSA, and we'll come back towards the end as to where we find all that wonderful material, which I'm guessing not as a website, etc., to talk about the World Congress. I wanted to grab and talk about that straight away because I'm a very big fan of the World Congresses. I've been to a number of them to participate. I've written a few articles about them in the past, invited by the College of Anesthetists, for example, because it's such a very... You know, the word unique is overused, mm-hmm. but it is not a very unique, because that's ridiculous word. It's American. It's a unique gathering. It's special. And it's unique in so many different ways. And I encourage anyone listening, if they want to prioritize a meeting to go to, I don't want to undermine all those other ones, which I'm just doing. But the, but the World Congress is worth, really worth trying to get to. And it's got some challenges we'll get to in a moment. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to have a gathering of people from those 100 plus countries around the world and you want to have discussions that can make sense almost everywhere, that in itself is challenging. Because we all, I think, here work in this ridiculously well-resourced world where we keep telling each other that we don't have enough of X, Y and Z. And we're often so far removed from the reality of what it's like to try and deliver healthcare in very many places. So I'll be quiet now having teed that up <laughs> and, and, and in the interim of being quiet i'm also going to ha- hand over in a second to a, to another guest but you take over Desmond. yeah i'll while you're doing that monty we'll we'll mute you here in just a second yep that's great um t- speaking about that when we were at the asa this last year we had conversations with the global scholars uh who are part of the wfsa if if i'm uh correct in, in stating that I think I think those scholars were mainly supported by the American Society, yes. but they are also people that we know very Associated, well. Associated, yeah. We've, we've met them during a lot of the WFSA's work. Yeah, and and they were they were you know talking about that and just saying how um, you know when we come together in a, in the situation you know with a World Congress to be represented by those scholars is it's really unique, and really interesting. So we have now Christian Werner join us, who is the program chair for the upcoming World Congress. Christian, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more, just your background, where you're from, where you practice. Well, I'm a German guy. I've studied medicine (laughs) at the University Bonn, Germany, the old capital, and moved on through Hamburg. Those were stages of my career into Munich. And I'm for the past 19 years chairing the anesthesia department at the university in Mainz, Germany, which is a very old city 
of Roman foundation, actually, 2,200 years old, west of Frankfurt, very oh, close to Frankfurt. And now it's famous for BioNTech, who invented this COVID vaccine, actually, oh, a company which is a spin-off of our university. Really? Oh, well, that's unique. <laughs> interesting. Um, well, Christian, you are program chair, correct, of the upcoming meetings. Tell us a little bit more about your role in that and uh, what's coming up, what we have to look forward to. Well, uh, I am a, a co-program co-chair okay. because we have basically one host, which is the WFSA. The World Congress of Anesthesiology is the Congress of the World Federation Societies of Anesthesiology. Then we have a program co-chair who derives from his role, and that's my role, as the Scientific Affair Committee ah, chair okay. of the WFSA. It's sort of like a born role that you have. But we have very um, active and v visionary uh, co-chairs from the Singapore Society of Anesthesiology. Right. It's Professor Lian Ka and more so Professor Sophia uh, Chu. She is the current president of the Singapore Society. And both of those colleagues are just great and have temper and, and heat and, <laughs> yeah. and just make this whole progress very prolific. And, and, and I, it, it's a pleasure to me to work with them. Yeah. And what do we have to look forward at the meeting? What's, you know, thematically, uh, what do you feel like it's going to be? Well, you know, thing? it's not one... It's not one single yeah. header. It's it's according to the mission of the uh, WFSA. You will have a lot of education, mm -hmm. but there will be cutting edge research. Mm -hmm. There will be, of course, discussion of guidelines and and you know the matrix by which we currently believe anesthesiology should be conducted. But it uh, and it was very important to the presidents, and 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 I of course uh, support that. It was important to have. The diversity, equity, and inclusion mm -hmm. as part of this program. Um, uh, and so I do think we found a nice melange, mm -hmm. a nice equilibrium between, you know, all of these, these uh, parameters. Yeah. And it's definitely worthwhile coming to, yeah. to, uh, to Singapore, network, uh, learn, uh -huh. enjoy new formats. Yeah. such as, um, you know, simulation formats that have never been existing before, um, like World Anesthesia Games. Here it's called the Serious Games. Uh -huh. um, I can't oh. wait to, yeah, to travel into there for the first and second week in, in, in March as of next year. Yeah. Well, Adrian, unfortunately, I guess the World Congress was during your tenure <laughs> as president. Yes. So it's been a full eight years then uh, since, well, I guess seven years now, uh, but will be eight years since we've actually come together as a federation. Absolutely. And I think there's a, a, a pent up interest mm -hmm. in getting together again. Uh, Krishna sort of emphasized some of the science aspect. Uh, but for me, having attended uh, every World Congress since I think 1988, wow. uh, a, a key feature is the diversity of attendees and the diversity of the presenters. Uh, you, you know, you, you come to a meeting like Euroanesthesia or the ASA or any other regional or national meeting, you meet other people from other places, but 99% of the speakers are local. Yeah. Part of the magic of the World Congress of Anesthesiologists is it is speakers from around the world. Yes. And so you get to hear different perspectives 
uh, different ideas, different medical challenges, aspects of care. Gee, never really thought of that yeah. um, a, as a way, as a problem, or as a way of dealing with a problem. Yes. And then, of course, there's the social opportunity to meet people from around the world, talk, <clears throat> talk about their clinical practices, their challenges, their family activities, what they do on vacation. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity, in a, in a simplistic sense, to surf the world yes. and experience both the anesthesia end of it and the social and personal engagement. Interpersonal, yeah. That's it's it's magic. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> excited to go. Wayne, uh, you know, for you, you know, in your in your presidency, we talk a lot about diversity. How are you bringing and your thoughts on bringing together these people from all over the world and, and, and specifically under-resourced countries? That's where I am really interested because I think there's a lot for us in the resource world to learn from those folks. It's challenging. Mm -hmm. uh, just just getting to a place like Singapore can be very expensive, yeah. especially if you're living and working in, say, a country in sub-Saharan Africa or right. perhaps a country in Latin America. Yeah. But uh, we really have worked very hard, as Christian said, to have a balanced representation amongst our speakers. And uh, um, we will be offering the opportunity for attendees at the World Congress to listen in virtually. Oh, and, uh, great. So um, all lectures will be available on demand after the event, and there will be some live streaming of key events during the meeting itself. Very good. So I think going forward, we, are, we, we think the world has changed there. Right. We need to be offering a hybrid type event, yes. event and this will be really the, yeah. the first major World Congress where that's been the case. Yeah. In 2021, because of the pandemic, we had to change from an in-person event to a fully virtual event. Yes. So we have had some experience in running a virtual event, but we are, we are going to be holding a hybrid event this time. Yeah, that's great. And what about people who are interested in supporting those who otherwise couldn't make it themselves? You know, there are a lot of people that I know that like to support people like global scholars or up-and-coming researchers in, you know, sub-Saharan Africa or otherwise. We, we would love individuals yes. uh, or societies or industry or other friends to to um, provide some funding to, to get what we call scholars to the World Congress. Yeah. So we are offering a scholarship program. Great. And we are certainly hoping that we'll have funding for at least 50 scholars, but hopefully a lot more, yeah. for, for young anesthesiologists to attend the World Congress. Great. And often these people will be presenting posters. Some of them may be presenting during the main program, yeah. but they are people that uh, will really benefit from being part of this international global community. They'll benefit from meeting the people at the World Congress and forming those professional relationships. And what we do find with the scholarships is that the people that are able to participate are the same people that become leaders and teachers mm -hmm. back in their own countries. So yeah. the global scholars that you mentioned before that were at the American meeting and previous scholars that we've had attending the All-African Reach yes. uh, Anesthesia Congress or the World Congress in days past. You know, they are the same people that are now leading their departments. They are, in some cases, ministers of, ministers of health. Ah, and yeah. They are playing other non-anesthesiologist leadership roles. Yeah. And I, I think it's something that we perhaps don't realize yeah. when we're attending major meetings. The 
the importance of professional networks. It's not just about the knowledge and skills that yeah. you get from attending a lecture or a workshop. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Christian, to that point, where do we find out more information if we, you know, just about the meeting in general, and then if we were interested in, in supporting it in other ways? Well, we have the website, of course, the WCA website, which is open. The abstract submission website is open. The program is printed out, so you'll see the entire array of topics that will be displayed. And for the scholarship, I mean, you know, potential yeah. uh, sponsoring, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be the WFSA website. Or just get in touch with me in person. Okay. My, uh, my email is available throughout the entire system uh, so that I can funnel or direct the information towards our offices. And, 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 and uh, yeah. hopefully that, that is something that people use. Yeah, and we will be sure on this podcast when we put it out to have links to all Thank of that. Thank you very much. So, oh, yeah, that'll be wonderful. great. I was just going to expand on what Christian said. Yeah. So that the website is www.wfsahq.org. So we've only been able to just touch on a few of the activities right. that WFSA has been involved with or is involved with. Yeah. So the website has, has a good description of the range of activities and it also will have links to the World Congress and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, people that are interested in sponsoring uh, these very, uh, you know, important parts of our global anaesthesia. They're, they're really key members of our global anaesthesia community. Absolutely. And I'm really hoping that people will pick up this opportunity to, to try and sponsor some of these. Yeah, our colleagues. Yeah. Any other final parting words about the, that you wanted to share, Adrian, with, about the WFSA? I want to see as many people as possible in Singapore. And if they want me to come and welcome them, stand at the door and shake their hand, I'm happy to do that. You're come, there. Come join us. <laughs> That's right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking time out of, I know you're very busy schedule here at uh, Euro Anesthesia 2023, hoping to see you in Singapore in uh, a, a little less than a year. So uh, looking forward to it. And thank you for listening to Top Med Talk. If you want more information about the WFSA, Links are included at the bottom. We're going to be sharing on social media. You know, you can find Top Med Talk on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. We are there and topmedtalk.com to listen to other podcasts just like this. So, again, gentlemen, cheers to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Top Med Talk. Thanks for downloading Top Med Talk. Don't forget to subscribe via your podcatcher. Don't forget to check us out on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and YouTube. And also, don't forget, Top Med Talk is the broadcasting arm of EDPOM, evidence-based perioptive medicine. We'd love you to find out more about that. If you check out edpom.org, you can find low prices on some of the conferences we're organizing around the world. Many of them are virtual and don't even involve you leaving your own home. Check out edpom.org now. Thank you for listening to Clinical View Podcasts, brought to you by GE Healthcare. Expand your view at clinicalview.gehealthcare.com.